Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned in to Kiss and Tell Radio. Change the game when that digital drops. Know where you was when that digital popped. I stopped the world. Male or female, it make no difference. I stopped the world. World stop. Whoa, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Carry on. Wow, we are here in the 2020 of two. Yes. With a new episode of Kiss Into Radio. What's up, Char? Hey, Jace. How are you? I am doing pretty well today. Uh-huh. I'm doing pretty well. This is a bit bittersweet. Uh-huh. We have to admit, this is this is our farewell. This yes. is the final episode. Our love letter. Of Kiss and Tell to Radio. All y'all. <laughs> How are y'all out there? I mean, because it's been it's been a minute. It's been, you know, our last episode dropped November 2019 mm-hmm. when Lunell stood us up. I can only say it out loud because, you know, I've, I've already shared this information. All love to Lunell. Love her to death. But um, that was a hectic time. And that was right before. That was the golden era. We did not know that we were less than six months away from a catastrophe hitting. Yeah, it was two <laughs> months away because it's November 2019. Things started getting crazy and... We didn't February. go on lockdown till March, though. Yeah, but that's like two, three months. Yeah. And I was like, boom. And I was actually in New York in the um, hellhole of it all. But we're here now. We are here, like you mentioned, 2022. Mm-hmm. We are both 34. Woo! And How's it feel? Today's episode, it feels great. It feels good. Even though, you know, I've been telling people that I feel more confused at 34 than I do 24, than I did at 24. Really? And I only say that because I think that there is an uncertainty that the pandemic gives me where I feel a bit insecure about my future. I mean, I don't want to turn this into pandemic talk, but let's think Omicron. Everything seemed to be going fine. And then out of nowhere, boom, new variant, shut back down, got to have tests. So it seems like it makes no sense to plan for Q3 of the year because I don't know what next week is going to look like. Well, yeah, and I think that also one of the lessons I've learned in this whole entire pandemic, because, I mean, like I said, I was on the East Coast in the middle of, like, building tents in Central Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and you bounce back, and there's no certainty in anything, whether it be Don't you think that's an friend. oversimplification? Yes, you bounce back, but each time you bounce back in this mess, I'm going to speak for myself, I become more and more weary and more and more tired. no. I, 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 at first in 2020, yes. At this point, two years later, I'm ready for anything. Mm-mm. To be honest, TBH. Well, give me notes because everything's gonna be okay. Promise. I, I, I have to believe that. I know I, I have no choice but to believe that. But opportun- I'm not gonna sit up here and pretend that opportunity hasn't shriveled up. I'm not going to sit up here and pretend that the same things that were available to me in 2019 are available to me in 2022. Because that is not the but truth Char, of the let matter. let me challenge you with this, though. That's you not the truth. You started your own Stunners with Char, which is going great. Yes. And your own um, Instagram Live thing on Friday. I imagine if this was like 10 years ago where there wasn't any social media. You have now the opportunity to create your own content when you want to. And you have control over it. With no pay. Now. Uh- but exposure. Because <laughs> we talked about something Ooh. earlier today. That someone knew who you were. I, I did, but you know, mm-hmm. I have been getting paid in exposure for well over a decade. It's Amen. Th- and it hits different when you're 26 getting paid in exposure versus when you're 34 getting yes, paid in exposure. Yes, I 100% agree so with that. So with respect to all of the conversation we just had, I'm, I cannot pretend that the same opportunities are readily available because they're not. Mm-hmm. I can't go to after parties and rub elbows with execs anymore because that's not an option right now. It might be an option in July, 
but it hasn't been an option. <laughs> like it just, it's not real for me right okay. now. Well, I'm, I'm proud of you for sticking to continuing the journey as a Thank journalist you. on your own without anybody. I know exposure is and treading not, water and treading water is not the deal, but you know, eventually those things will turn into something else. Trust me. I, I have, I'm a testament to that. God willing. Amen. So with this being our final episode, you all, we decided that we would do, I guess we kind of did it already, like a KT catch up. What have you been up to? Woo. Woo. I so guess people we thought I was the... like, yeah, well, people thought I was like dead because I wasn't, I don't, you know, tweet as much or Instagram as much or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I've been really, really working hard. Um, I will yes, say you that. Have. <laughs> yes. And Shara has been there. Uh, thank you. And you were paid. Um, but I definitely have been grinding behind the scenes. And I, I think for me, with the, when the pandemic first hit, I made it a point to make sure I was going to be taken care of. And so I went to overdrive with work. And uh, we actually have a film coming out. Mm-hmm. It's not out yet. But I think by the time this episode drops, it'll be out. Um, the news oh, will it'll be out. be out? I thought just the trailer would be out. No, no, the, sorry, the news will be out. The news, okay. The news will be out. Okay. Um, so, yes, Beyond Ed Buck, a documentary that took five years to create, um, co-executive produced with Elisa Hara of Pose, um, also co-directed with Elisa Hara of Pose, and we dive into this journey of this isolated event with that happened in West Hollywood. If you don't know who Ed Buck is, Google his name. Um, but we kind of go into all the intersections of what happened you know it goes outside because when i heard about this case it wasn't something that was shocking to me and really you why are, not because if you're i already knew there's crystal meth epidemic in black culture with lgbt people um when would you okay when when would you when would you guesstimate that this started because i always say that it was not glamorized oof. back in 2011 um 2010 ish i should mention when i was an undergrad Maybe it was due to where I lived, but I was in Oklahoma, an undergrad, and crystal meth was reserved for toothless white people in trailer parks. And that's what I initially thought, and I actually said it in the in the film, because um, when it first happened, I, I would say I was probably living in New York, so maybe uh, 10 years ago or so, when it started becoming something that was I knew about within the community. Okay. Um, But yeah, it has really taken a toll on me, kind of deep, go into those systematic, you know, issues that lead people down that route um all the way down the trans lives and you know sex work and things like that so um it's a good film and it's you know it breaks everything down but it also uh gives people a sense of encouragement and unity within culture black culture lgbt culture because i think a lot of times people don't recognize intersectionality with that mm-hmm. being black and queer or black and trans and also talks about you know the gay community not showing up for trans people mm-hmm. and having uprisings and uproars about you know jamel and timothy so it's 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 an interesting film it's heavy be ready for it and hopefully people will take away something from it oh i think they will okay i and, shot my and Char's in it i am in it <laughs> i shot my portion july 2020 yeah, so that's just so how long it took <laughs> to make. We started this in 2018, and it's just now uh, coming out. And so. I had a top knot. That's when I was braiding my own hair, yes. which was most of that year. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just having too much damn pandemic talk. I'm freaking out. It's taking me back to a time, okay? Give me some grace, Jace. Uh, so for, as for me, um, what have I been up to since the last time we chatted with everyone on Kiss and Tell? Um, I guess... 
it's just been like more work. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> the opportunities have gotten better. Yeah. They have gotten greater. They're still not trafficking in at the rate that I'd like them to. But you know what? I won't take away from the extreme blessing of I've been a permalancer since 2019. Um, meaning that I've been a long-term freelancer, and I've always been able to pay my bills. Permalancer. That's what it's called. Oh, wow. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Um, since 2019. Oh, permanent freelancer. Yeah. Gotcha. Even though I'm trying to break away from that. Because um, freelancing is not fun to me. <laughs> At this point, it's not. At first, it was great, but now I'm tired. So, um, But, yeah, I'm just you know very blessed in, in that area in that I've never had a pink slip on my door or anything like that. Amen. I did get a car. Oh! <gasps> I did in in August of name? 2020. Her name is Blackest King. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. Um, a, a, of course, a nod to the album uh, that Queen Pride Rock gave us a few years ago, and so um, it's nice to be out here on some wheels. I have had a lot go on going on in my more so in my personal life than my professional life. But there's just been a lot of moving puzzle pieces. And I want to plug my essay just in case people haven't read it. Yes, it was uh, good. It's, it's pinned to my Twitter account. And you can also find it in the link in my bio in um, on Instagram. I wrote an essay for my 34th birthday to commemorate what my 33rd year taught me, the Jesus year taught me. And so because, baby, you want to talk about some, stu- some things, some stuff. And so for me, um, I really am with respect to what we just talked about, I, I'm not taking away from my blessings, but I also can mourn what's not there. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's just where I'm at. And I hope that I just can keep going. And honestly. you are. You I ho- are. I hope that I can. You you are. I hope that I can. You are. You are. I'm tired. We all are. But I'm tired. Hey, the, the work that we put in will be beneficial soon. All right. <laughs> From your lips to God's ears, child. So, um, Jace, given that this is our final episode, mm-hmm. it's only fair that we peel back the curtain, so to speak, and dive into a, a, a host of different things. Jace and I have a host of different things laid host. out for you all. Mm-hmm. But I want to kick it off. Jace, walk us through the history of how Kiss and Tell came to be. So... I'm going to keep this simple and brief. So Kiss and Tell is called Kiss and Tell because it was released on Valentine's Day. And I was kind of in a point in my, I was 26, 27 years old, 27. You were 20, it was 2015. 2015, yep. Yeah, we were 27. Um, Yeah, (laughs) and so I wanted to have a panel discussion because I saw that there was a uh, lack of community within black LGBT people. And so I got uh activists who was uh black queer i got a transgender performer i got a youtube person who was a lesbian uh i got a politician and a drag queen okay. and we had a conversation about dating valentine's day love and what relationship looked like for us and it went well i hosted at the downtown independent and people came up and people say when's the next one i said oh this is supposed to be one event and that kind of blossomed into this whole thing. We've had several events all over the country, including Puerto Rico. And Kiss and Tell Radio actually started uh, a, in July of that year. And I wanted to have more consistent content because planning an event is hard. And so <laughs> raising money, you know, make sure that it's out for exposure. It was just a lot. And so I wanted to have a podcast. And Shar actually came to the first show with my friends Pierre and T, or with our friends Pierre and Titi. 
And I thought thought that she was brilliant. And I saw that, which was the question that she asked. And I knew she was new to L.A. And I said, hey. I was only a year deep. Yeah, we didn't even know each other. No, we did not. We did not know each other. And I was like, hey, I see you. Um, I see you're talented and I like you and I need someone to rock with me with this. And I just asked her flat out and she said yes. And I sure damn did. You sure damn did. And then this cha- cha- chaotic ass show was birthed. It was birthed. Oh God, is that the bell? <laughs> I didn't forget the bell, damn it. I can't I cannot disappoint the people that have been yearning for that chime. What I tell you, I was going through the tweets. <laughs> that bell is the third member of Destiny's Child. <laughs> oh I was like, I love my bell, and I still have it. It's sitting right on my uh, living room table in yes. my apartment. Yeah. So I had, I had maybe I'll no dip it idea. in bronze one day or something. You should <laughs> put, put it on eBay. Um, but I had no idea that the podcast would be the thing that catapulted over the events. Um, and so thank you for rock with me for all that time. And we did something great. I mean, we were listened to in over 50 countries. You that know, is insane. I, I brought up the map um, earlier today where it shows it's like literally every single continent besides the Antarctica. <laughs> um, but we were out there and it's and hundreds of thousands of listens over the, the course of our career. So I, I, we're really proud of that. And thank you. That is again. insane to think about. Yeah. We were really at it. Europe, Asia. Eurasia. Mm-hmm. Australia. All so, the things. So what I wanted to do to commemorate this final this final kiss and this final tell of an episode is I wanted to revisit our inaugural episode. Ooh. <laughs> Shout out to Tyler Penny. And we shared a mic. Yes. This was pre-COVID. <laughs> yes, yes we shared a mic and we were yes shout out to your sister we were in her bedroom of that hot ass apartment in mm-hmm, sherman oaks mm-hmm. at the time and one of the topics that we covered we talked about a million and one things i should mention as the resident news girl um one of the topics that we covered was mia isabella and tyga i don't oh, know if yes. you remember mm-hmm. she's trans and she like released some pictures this was back in the day i think hank basket got caught up too you know, Kendra's husband at the There's time. There's been a lot of people the, since. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And when I say p- caught up, I don't mean in a sensationalized way, even though they attempted to sensationalize mm-hmm. these. But uh, what I thought was interesting is one of the topics that we covered was, is monogamy natural? Mm, I remember that. You do. Do you remember I, what you said? Um, y- uh, yes. You do? I, it was a long time ago, but I... Uh, Hmm. Well, here's what you said, damn it. Okay. I pulled I pulled some clips. Oh, Lord. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play what you said then mm-hmm. and see if it's changed now. Let's go. Like, nothing's really traditional. So monogamy, I mean, personally for me, I'm not sharing. Like, I did a vlog before about bracing relationships, and I'm not the person to share who I'm with. Like, no, I'm sorry, but like, there's no... If ands, what's, or maybes, like this is a me and you situation. This is a coop. We're mm-hmm. flying on PCH, Absolutely. and there will be no one in the trunk hiding out. Like- so this is a coop. Mm-hmm. Do you still feel like? I know that you are a monogamous person, but do you feel like it's natural? Do you still agree with what you said at twenty-seven? Now at thirty-four. Um. So I am still, uh, very monogamous. Um. I think that. I don't think I said it in the clip, but I've always had a, a better understanding of polyamory or open relationships. I just said it was not for me. We're in a coop, 
there's no one hiding it in the back seat. But I, I do think that um, I understand it. It's just not for me. Okay. And I'm, I am still very much in that mindset today in 2022 as a 34-year-old black-ass man. Thank you for acknowledging that because at 27, I did not understand it. It took me a minute to get there. Mm. Well, I thought she heard some of Jim episode. Yeah, it took me a minute to get there. <laughs> God, there's so many cringeworthy moments on this damn show. This is what I had to say about monogamy. Going back to like your initial question, I mm. do think that monogamy is, uh, I think it's natural, mm-hmm. but I think society has a very, very big influence on that as mm-hmm. well as far as those decisions. For me, I totally agree with you. I'm not sharing. I'm too territorial for that. Like someone will mess around and get cut dealing with me. What's mine is mine. So I've changed. Really? Really? What <laughs> yes. does that mean? Give me well, context. Well, listen, I do not think monogamy is natural. Okay. I think monogamy is a choice that you, that you make to your partner. Um, but I also, with me saying I don't think monogamy is natural, I don't think polyamory is is natural. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I think is natural. I oh. also, you know, and I also, uh, the whole what's mine is mine. Oh, my gosh. I remember that girl. Mm-hmm. But at 34, I can openly acknowledge, like, Char, you don't own people. And I think that it was, of course, a societal conditioning through our music, through our shows, through things that we were just ingesting that kind of reinforced and still reinforces that, like I said, what's mine is mine. But the thing is, I think at 34, what I've come to realize is it's up to the other person or persons in your relationship to honor your agreement, to honor you all's agreement once they walk out of the door. You can't control other people. You don't know what other people are going to do, but I guess that's where trust comes into play. But it's up to them, really. Yeah, I I I was actually listening to uh, Ryan Sides episode. Oh, um, one of my he, faves. Yes, he had a few stances on that, and I think one of the things that he drove home with his situations is communication, yeah. and just being open and honest and transparent as possible. This is who I am. This is what I want, and just being that way up front, which I've always understood. Um, I think people get condition to trying to be in this perfect picture of a person when you know sometimes your quote-unquote demons are not demons at all mm-hmm. you know people understand those things and maybe it's i mean i look at it like um even people trying to push the gay agenda there's no agenda being pushed people say oh we're pushing the polyamory agenda but everything's just a spectrum so i think they say that because conversations around polyamory both amongst six cishet people and LGBTQ plus people have been elevated within recent years. Everybody's yeah, talking like about it. That, but the same as, you know, the trans agenda, the gay agenda, that's been elevated in media over the years. Well, that's the, the why they're past. saying it's an agenda. Right. But it's not an agenda. It's just who people are. So it's always been around, but people are talking right, about it more. Right. And so I think that whole even like labeling something as an agenda. No, it's just people actually speaking up and being open and honest with themselves and with other people as well. Well, listen, I respect it as well. But Amen. I can also, much like yourself, admit that it is not for me. It's yeah. not for me. Like, I know the way that my mind works. I also know uh, what my boundaries and limits are. And nothing about, for me, I'm not yucking for anyone's me. yum. But nothing about it is appealing to me. Yeah. Nothing. And it's funny. And I may change, but as of now... That still remains the same. Yeah, and we've and we've had <laughs> this damn <laughs> bell, and we've had guests on the show who are 
in I'm not going to even call it a lifestyle, but who they're in healthy polyamorous relationships, right? And, yes. they, and we've talked about it. So that being our first episode, and then having guests on our own show talk about their experience from a very intellectual way, it's just like, oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's so much more than just sexual escapades. And that's what people always think it is. It's like, you yeah. why, why don't you just cheat? I'm like, no, that's not what they're doing. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, I learned a term. We interviewed someone on the radio. I'm on, you know, Channel Q Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and we Every interviewed Friday. someone, and she called it ethical non-monogamy. That's, what it, that's another ethical term for it. Okay. That was a lot to, like, digest. Because if it's head. unethical non-monogamy, that's cheating. That's another way of cheating because you're being unethical. That's just a lot of words to <laughs> just say polyamory. I'm like, what? Well, one of my favorite <laughs> topics uh, from this episode was, okay, I don't know if you know this, Jace, but mm-hmm. last year, almost a year, well, it happened like in March, I want to say. It was in March that Oprah sat down with uh, Prince Harry and Meghan. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. had a viral tweet that was not into, you know, you know how you can never really police or predict what tweets are going to go viral. Correct. And a lot of my tweets over the years have been picked up for articles. Yes, I have my name on Google Alerts. So every time there's a BuzzFeed or an InStyle magazine or a USA Today that picks up a Char Says So tweet, I get notified in my email. Mm-hmm. So I went, I just wrote a tweet saying that, you know, Sharon Osbourne's racism was so unsurprising to me. I thought that she was being blatantly racist uh, for standing by Pierce Morgan and some of her reasoning. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I think is so funny is during our first episode, we touched on, and I should mention, I don't know if, if this is embarrassing or not. I didn't even know who the hell Ariana Grande really was until she licked the damn donuts. <laughs> what? She licked donuts. This was back no, in that. No, I remember that. You don't know who Ariana Grande was? No, not until oh, that wow. point. No. Mm-hmm. Why should should I have known? I'm I'm trying to remember when that was, but it was 2014, 20 well 2015. Yeah. I want to say I talked about it 2014, though. But maybe it came back up on the talk. I didn't know who Ariana was until the. Um, tell me something I need to with the weekend. That's the that's the first time I know of an Ariana Grande. Okay. Oh, wow. Prior to that, no, and I don't think I'd have a reason to. I knew the first album. Mm-mm. Almost is isn't she a Disney girl? That. She was a Disney girl, yeah. And See, I was past that. But I didn't know her from Disney. I know her from the first album. Oh, I don't know. But I remember the Mariah comparisons and things mm. popping up, and Mariah wasn't too fond of that. But what I think is funny is that uh, I was listening to this episode, and this is what I had to say about Sharon Osbourne's hot take. What can you do except eat a beignet or lick donuts like Ariana Grande and her new boyfriend? Can we not? I forgot to talk about that this week. She, Sharon Osbourne, pissed me off. This is just a little side note. She's on the, a child. On the She's not a child, no, okay, Sharon. How old is she? Twenty two. I don't know, but I went off on Sharon on Twitter because she's not a child. You added her? No, I didn't. I did. Oh. Everybody, everybody talks. That's <laughs> the, me, bitch. That's their uh, what's his face? Their hashtag for the CBS. The talk is hashtag. Okay. Everybody talks, and I kind of went off on her because it's like, no, if this were Kiki Palmer licking donuts, you wouldn't be going hard in the paint talking about this is a child. Ariana Grande mm-hmm. knows. Uh, she knows. She's what's, an adult. Exactly. She's. It is so funny, still to this day, <laughs> to listen back 
at some of the things that, you know, you get passionate about. But mm-hmm. that's something I was passionate about at the time because I should also mention she had made some comments about, like, she was fine with Miley's twerking on the VMAs. But, like, Nicki Minaj had done something at the time, and she was repulsed by it. So when I noticed these patterns, all I'm saying is I pulled Sharon's card a long time ago. Well, I can't <laughs> say that you were wrong. <laughs> and now look at look at where we are today. You need to be on the talk. I would give the talk a go, I but they they reformatted the show. It's two women and two men, and oh. it, and they got rid of the millennial. I think like it, it's it's geared. It's on CBS and it's geared towards CBS. Is it audience. out yet? Yeah, it's been out. Oh, whoops. I'm, okay. Jace, we're in February. the The season premiere always premieres in September. I, I've been making documentaries. <laughs> I'm trying to save the world. I I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to the next segment of this damn farewell show unforgettable moments my god today (laughs) (laughs) my god today if these walls could talk y'all so it's funny because this episode comes out on friday and y'all don't know the commitment Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. hoops the sacrifices, the sacrifice, the hula hoops, the all the things that goes into making an hour and a half show that we endured for five years straight. Yeah. And there were some moments that have never been discussed publicly. This no. Is breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> and we can sit here and laugh about it today in 2022. Ooh. But at the time. Baby. Oof. Oof. Hurt hurt yeah. like why are we here yeah um i want to <laughs> we talked about this earlier i want to start off with one okay um when shark quit oh god <laughs> <laughs> so, <I don't> <laughs> and the thing about oh, it is god. that she didn't want to quit and i knew that but there was some stuff going on in her personal life like let me just paint this picture so Y'all don't know Shark quit, and it was the, the day before our 100th <laughs> live episode. We done sold tickets. We done promoted. We done all the things. Shark gonna send me a random anonymous text the day before our live show. Alpha started to purchase because she showed me, talking about Jace. I can't do this show anymore. I quit. I think it was a bit more nuanced than that. I know I didn't okay, send those dry-ass well. sentences. <laughs> and for, for, for further context, I am the consummate professional. Okay. But in 2018, I was hit with the Mack truck, metaphorically, because you all know the story. Of, and I mentioned it in my essay. Someone that I was involved with betrayed me. I'll just leave it at that. And it was around my birthday, like on my birthday. And so what ended up happening is because I had never been in a situation like that. And on top of that, this is someone that I loved and trusted and had known for 15 years. Mm -hmm. It literally knocked the wind out of me. And then it started a snowball of longstanding depression and that I'm not someone most people. Okay. Most people that I've talked to talked to about depression have had backstories like when I was 13 or I've been dealing with depression since I was 19 that was not my story yeah yours is in real time and if I had been dealing with it I think that it was acute and minute Mm -hmm. like oh Shar was depressed for three days and I don't even know if that technically qualifies as a depression I don't know I'm not here to make the rules all I'm saying is that 2018 rocked me like none other 
And the days leading up to our KAT 100, our beloved KAT 100 episode. Which was a great show. It was good. Which, you know, where's the poster? Shout out to Aaron in the Raw, Travell, Jarrett, Will Smith, excuse me, and Jade. Uh huh. Because they participated. Mm-hmm. Um, but leading up to that show, there was a series of, it was just a domino effect of like bad shit yes. happening to me. And we can laugh about it now, but at the time, I was very, con- I literally dropped everything I was doing. I drove straight to Char's house. And, and you said, know, you got to keep in mind, remember, we were both involved with the planning, heavily involved. Yes. We were trying to book everyone from Cookie Johnson mm-hmm. to Jennifer Lewis. We should also mention that the Downtown Independent, which rest in peace, they did not survive the they pandemic. But the Downtown Independent only gave us the day, which was, what day was that? June 17th, 2018, which was yep. Father's Day. Yes. So certain people couldn't, we couldn't sell out like we normally would mm-hmm. or fill butts in the seats like we normally would. We had, a, we still had a nice crowd. Yeah, of course. But also that affected a, a participation and attendance. Yes. So it was hard to book talent. And Shout we were down. to my dad real quick, who showed up on Father's Day to our event. I mean, your dad has always been supportive of Kiss and Tell. Yes. But we were down at this Starbucks, not mm-hmm. too far from my house, for hours on end. Yes. Placing calls, compiling lists. So there was a lot that went into this while we both were still working other jobs. Yes. So and still do. I just wanted to provide just a <laughs> snapshot as to what I was going through because normally that wouldn't be me. And I don't think I'd do that today. I'm I'm one, I'm a girl that powers through. Yeah, but you I just are. I could not. There was like a series of bad things because remember we were supposed to. I wanted to get gifts. We didn't have a step and repeat. Remember we had to get the balloons. Yes, the balloons. And then I wanted to get our panelists gifts, and my check wasn't in the mail. They didn't direct deposit it. Remember I was oh, like waiting yes. on a check in the yes. mail. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it did not come in time. Then it was, you know, I. There was a plethora of things that happened. So I drove straight to Shara's house. I said, Shar, I'm here. Come outside. She came. We talked. And it was fine. But Shar literally quit Kiss and Tell. I did. The day before I our sure 100th anniversary episode. And I should mention, you know what? Fun fact, y'all. You know what? Let's play a little clip of that. Because I do mention p- poking my eye with the mascara wand and I've got yes. a stain in my shirt. Like even getting ready that morning was just a lot. I don't know if I was like calling more BS into my life, but there was a lot going on for literally all of 2018 for me. All of 2018. Mm-hmm. But I just want to play this little clip of a, a little story time with Char. The ghetto. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing? Y'all are pretty. And I can see because the lights are like in my eyes right now. My corneas are burning, but I can see all y'all. I can so. barely see because I have glitter on my eyelids. But you know, we're going to talk about the prep to get here. And eyelashes. Yeah. They're really pretty. It's been quite the ordeal. You look guys. gorgeous. Thank you. This is, I like this top. You know, it's a lot. I took my birthday photo shoot in this. Pierre took it when I turned 30. Um, so guys, listen, so, okay. So this morning, despite me not finding anything to wear that I, that I wanted to wear, I ruined a shoe. I poked my left eye. It looks okay though, right? Okay. Cause I've been, I've been tearing with the mascara wand. Okay. It's the most painful thing. Questions. It's the most, the most painful thing ever. Cause you can't blink enough. And then everything was already set and I didn't want anything to run. 
I was, as you can see, or as you can hear, rather, I was a bit unhinged that day. And we were pre-gaming in the back, remember, in our dressing room. Yes, we had champagne. Oh, my God. There was a lot going on that day. It was a good day, though. There was balloons. It did turn out to be a very, very good day when all was said and done. But, baby, the chaos of all of 2018 for me. Mm -hmm. It was so chaotic. And you know. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes. Sounding board number fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> but look, we prevail, uh, right? We some survivors. I'm a survivor. Shout out to Whitney, what? man. What? <laughs> um, so there was another instant that Uh-oh. I don't wanna be uh that transparent with this one because it involves another part. Now, Jace, don't be getting messy on here. I'm not going to get messy. I'm not going to get messy. But <laughs> Char, the Chicago came out. The what? Chicago came out. So, uh, where are these all about me? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I got someone else, someone else too later on the, uh, in the episode. <laughs> but Char went and um, started going off. On um, someone who was on the team who wasn't uh, fulfilling their duties. Okay, I'm nervous. Um, There was a word that was coward. Okay, (laughs) okay. So (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. We should mention well before everyone gets into tizzy. This no, this has nothing to do with Kendall, uh, no, because no, 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 the no, no, way no. you kind of led that, I'm like, what did I say? This no. has nothing to do with Kendall. This is some real BTS stuff. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, what a but night! We're here now. And but you know what's what's so embarrassing because we don't. I was about to say we don't have to go into detail about that, but it's the fact that I. First of all, I could not go another moment without saying something mm-hmm. about what was taking place because you know mm-hmm. you were with me that day and there was some weird passive aggressive energy and we had done a whole show and then at the oh, end I remember. remember we oh, had this coming back to me yeah yep. we had this catawampus request mm-hmm. at the end that to me did not make sense mm-hmm. um and the way that that unfolded is everyone that was in power was gone for the day <laughs> conveniently <laughs> conveniently right um, and so I had something to say, and I should mention that I was very direct. I don't know. Would you say Chicago came out because I was just very direct? I wasn't no, you mean. Were, you were direct. No, you were not mean at all. It was, I think, I think that. I had to give a stern talking. I think that we, as people who are climbing the ladder, get used to speaking to people a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I think that that dynamic went out the window. We're just like, this is what it is, and this is what it's not. And, and also, I think that was what your delivery was. Yes, there, there's also a, a, a social recipe that goes into this because what I can acknowledge is that I am bigger. I'm five nine. I am browner. I know the the. I know how it's going to land on your ears versus if I were five three and light skin with the loose curl pattern. There are certain optics <laughs> that people have uh, implicit bias, and what I may say versus what. I don't know, Yara Shahidi may say, may come across as meaner based on people's predisposed ideas of what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do remember that day, and I hated that I had to do that in front of a guest. (laughs) Shout out to um, uh, Urban Elegance. Yes, shout out to Brent. What an episode. Yeah. What an episode. But with that said, I also want to, like, encourage people, because I know a lot of our peers are you know, climb the ladder in the industry. And mm-hmm. if you have to say something, 
definitely do it strategically, but don't ever feel silenced. Like, if anything, now is your time to speak up mm-hmm. because you have a whole, not to say, like, to go viral on Twitter or whatever the case may be, but, like, get what you want. You're, you're an adult, mm-hmm. and you've worked your ass off. And you also have the lived experience. I think now even with, like, D&I, diversity and inclusion, these companies are like, oh, we're going to have this panel discussion, and we're going to do this. Oh, and God. I think that, yeah, but I, I it, and we're in Black History Month right now, and people are like, okay, we're going to find these five black people to talk about these certain mm-hmm. things. But, like, what do you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. You know, speak up. And I think now is the time, if anything, to be more assertive, and there's less to lose than it was when Dorothy Dandreth was entering the play. Of course, of course. Um, I should mention, I feel like I should set the record straight since we brought it up, that all is well with that situation yes. now. Yes. <laughs> we have yes. had conversations. We've clinked glasses. Every, yes, we have clinked glasses and yes. everybody. It is harmonious with yes. that entire situation. But yeah, that was, see, the, yeah, this is things that. But sometimes you need to set people straight. Yeah. That's and what they need. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Set them straight. And after that, say, okay. I'm about to break the bell with that one because <laughs> now you've taken me back to like you saying, Shar, get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and another thing, um, if you don't mind uh, <laughs> X, Y, Z, because I, I, when I come back, we will be having a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't run away from difficult conversations. Did. No, you don't. I don't. No, you don't. We saw that. Tell her birthday dinner. <sighs> okay. Do you have a, another moment? Um, you or go. Or should I go? Yeah, I go. Okay. So I loved, I was listening back uh, within the first 15 episodes, and I loved, I should mention, okay, our final episode of 2015, we were 27, about to enter 28. Okay. And we had a little convo. And I want you to take a listen. Okay. Oh, Lord. Okay. (laughs) Your late 20s, I'm sorry. This has just been. Late 20s are a lot. No one told me. Because, like, when you're 21, 22, 23, you're just like, well, whoop, I made it turn up. But then, like, I feel like after 25, it's like the countdown of 30. Yeah. So. I'm not scared of 30, though. I got to be honest. I'm excited for it. I'm not scared of 30, but I just, um, I don't know. I'm I'm ready for my next check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm ready for my next check. Ask that. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, I think, you know what, Jace? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Same char, different year. Like, mm-hmm. I talk about getting my next check, but I think it's so funny that we, we were 27 going on 28. Yeah. And just like, I'm not afraid of 30. I'm not afraid. And to know that we're, what what six years away from 40 now i mean when you put it in that yeah. perspective uh it's just funny to hear young char talk I've, I've always been matter of fact like that mm-hmm. so i'm sure i am almost certain that something might come and bite me back in my ass because I, I haven't been timid approaching anything and so it's just you i just was not. laughing at myself uh just it's it's, <laughs> it's i will say one thing that i will say we're different at is that i was, when I was listening to the old episodes you are such a numbers girl. Like, you know, <laughs> you will just make up numbers that are completely accurate. That just, like, it was crazy to me. So I think that, yeah, 30 is such a big year for adulthood. 
And the, don't you think that clip kind of showed our personalities unintentionally? Yeah. I'm saying I'm ready for my next check, and you're randomly saying ass fat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what song is that? Who sings that? I have no idea. I remember it, though. But Yeah, yeah, I know. Is it Nicki <sighs> Minaj? I, I wouldn't know. Child. I don't know. But, yeah, it's, it's so funny, too, because actually when I turned 30, I stopped counting. Like, I like counting like the years? Counting the years. Like, you say mm. 34. I'm like, I know I'm 34, but that's not at the forefront of my, like, mind. Okay. But before, when I was 28, every morning I woke up, I'm 20 years old. I have two years 30. After I passed 30, I was like, oh, okay. I wish I was like that. And I think you that. You still can be. It's I not think, too late. But I also think, let's let's keep it a buck here. Um, a check? A I think check. Uh, keep it a next check. <laughs> there is a certain attitude, which has been, this has been said a million and one times over, so I'm not introducing a new talking point, but there is a certain attitude towards women as we get older, especially in this Facts. town and especially in this industry. Facts. So with me, I'm also like, I do have a checklist, but I can also respect that I'm on God's timing. I can also respect that I may have to reimagine what certain aspects of my future may look like um and and be present that's what i'm working on presently is yeah. being present no pun intended yeah. because well, the past is the past and the future hasn't happened so i have to be right here in this moment and mm -hmm. not tire myself out but it is an unfortunate reality where women are I, i'll say socially conditioned in and around this town and in and around this industry where age is always a looming factor for everything that is true and don't Especially you dare look your women. age yeah well, I Whatever say, that like, looks like. Unfortunately, you don't look your age. And I mean, maybe if you just have the mentality of like age is just a number, you'll forget well, about that. Well, I do. That. I do. I'm, okay. And you know, I'm, I have to always remind myself that what has my name on it won't pass me by. Amen. What's mine is mine. Amen. Because God first. Yes. But you or know, the sometimes, or whoever. sometimes those thoughts get insidious because you see it happening all around you. At least I do. Mm -hmm. I do. So. Yeah. All right. What's our next moment? Um. So I want to bring up a uh, fun moment that I found Lord a, a fun mercy. conversation with one of our guests. So Kiss and Tell has had uh, uh, many different forms. We started off with just Shar and I. We had a third co-host that was permanent for a while. Yes. Um, for a year. For a year. Mm -hmm. And then we went to a rotating every week uh, third yes. co-host, which was <laughs> my favorite personally. Because uh -huh. um, we had so many great guests, so many great perspectives. Um, and one of them was uh, by the name of Pierre Phipps. And he shared a story that had me cracking up. And mind you, I've been listening to these old episodes and I have been cracking up at these stories that people are telling us. Oh, goodness. Um, but here's the story here. Me only for this. However, I use them as well because I would act as if he interested in the conversation to get some money. However, wow. no, no, listen. It's not crazy. You're an unlicensed therapist? Yeah. No, listen. So and we the all? way I would do this, the way I would do this, I'll be like, yo, um, I know you, I see you calling me, but right now I really can't think about what's going on with you because, you know, I'm worried about these light bills. And they'd be like, rent. okay. And they will text back, how much is it? <laughs> oh, 
that's an even exchange because they need they need me and I know they do and I, but time is money baby oh. <laughs> time is money so uh-huh. they'll be like let me take care of it and then I'll be like okay what's going well, on I'm with you my account now. number is <laughs> right. I'm free to talk now I know these lights are gonna get paid <laughs> Yo, when I heard that in the car, I was rolling, and I was like, "What type of what I can listen? What I can say because you know Pierre's like a brother to me. Yes. What I can say is, you know, we aren't the only ones that have grown exponentially because listening to that does not even remotely sound like the Pierre that I know today. Mm-hmm. Does not even remotely sound like him." Mm-hmm. But, but was, I mean, you had to do what you had to do at the listen, time. Listen, we were in our twenties. the The struggle was real, and if you're a homeboy or homegirl, uh, it was just funny to me. So that story like made me crack up, and I was I was just wondering too, because you know, Pierre got to get he just got a new job. Yeah, he and he's an car, Emmy Award winner. An Emmy Award winner, like he yeah. has it together. And one thing I always have always appreciated about uh, PP is that he is completely honest. He is very, very honest. Like, good, bad, ugly. He is very transparent, and he is very loyal as well. Um, and so I've always appreciated that about him. But that that story made me laugh because it was honest. Um, and evil. That And evil. But hey, <laughs> look, we've done plenty of things in our past to get from point A to point B. So, the, so my next moment, I don't okay. know if you remember, once upon a time, there was a viral challenge online for the smoothest lyricists to participate in. And the one that got the most traffic starred Regina Hall and Issa Rae. And do you remember the For the Dick Challenge? Oh, God. Let, um, me, let me refresh I, your memory. Well, I, let me mm-hmm. preface this by saying that we have had plenty of cringeworthy moments on this show. Mm-hmm. Plenty. Mm-hmm. And... This, unfortunately, is one of mine where I, I dropped 16 bars and participated in the viral for the dick challenge. L- let's hear it. Oh, Drop them beats. Holy God. Are you ladies pop yo pussy like this? Shake your body. Don't stop. Don't miss. Hey, you know what, Jace? If you interrupt me, I'm a throat punch you. And Kendall, I know this is not aligned with the brand, but... I got some shit I gotta say. Yo, 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 yo. I'm never lazy for that dick. Cheat on me, I might get crazy for that dick. Hey, private show on that dick. Little Kim's right can deep throat on that dick. Hey, I might report on that dick. How you doing? Hot topics on that dick. Dye my hair back black for that dick, but I'll never fuck around and kiss and tail on that dick. Girls trip grapefruit on that dick. Reclaiming my time on that dick. Fly me out to the Noya on that dick. Defy science and get pregnant for the dick. Hey, I might quit this show for that dick. Char says so a straight up hoe for that dick. Hey, I do my thing for that dick. Ain't no shame in my game for that dick. Never work for free for that dick. Shit so bomb I climb a tree for that dick. Keep my legs parted for that dick, but enough of that, let's get the show started for that dick. Hey. Your fave could never, people. Your fave could never. 
your fave oh could God. never. Oh I have to say full transparency because uh, Jason and I pulled we pulled clips separately. So we're this is we're surprising each other as we're yes. walking down this memory lane. Yes. Um and I my, went through my hands are at my temples right now. <laughs> and your face is red. And my face is red. Because uh, it's fun. I remember the whole moment. And you know, I uh I was going by tweets. I was like looking at old tweets and seeing what people reacted to. And that got a big reaction. And I just have to say, I am no prude and I never have been a prude. Mm -hmm. But when I listened back to that, I'm like, you are such a bird, Sharjah. Mm -hmm. You are a bona fide bird for not only participating in that, but laying it down on the tracks on wax. Mm -hmm. That is forever on (laughs) the internet. internet. (laughs) Forever. Oh my gosh, how will I ever fulfill my dream of being a politician's wife? It was good. I mean, I'm not wanting to name no names, but. Well, in fairness, let's be honest, the direction that politics are headed in, this this is like rated G. Right. But no, I listened back to that and I was like, wow. I think it's only fair that we include Issa Rae in Regina Hall's version. Mm -hmm. It's only fair. Okay. So people know the context to know that I wasn't too raunchy. Take a listen at this. Mm hmm. I know we've had a lot of for the dick talk, but I should also mention theirs was the most viral, but everybody from all different types of calibers participated. It was kind of like the, um, the bus it challenge of back in the day. Oh yeah. Remember the bus it challenge? I did that too. Once I saw Tamron Hall participated, I was like, Oh, I can fire up my camera and do, uh, (laughs) put them like, well, there are so many different challenges during the pandemic, especially, I mean like TikTok. Don't rush challenge. I mean, see a shot, uh, take a uh, shot. But I mean, you're at home all day with the kids and the dogs. Like, what else are you going to do? Thank God I have neither. Zoom calls. Ugh, please. Yeah. Okay, what's the next damn moment? So, the next moment, speaking of prude, um, I found this clip, which I should mention uh, this guest of ours had the highest listened to episode um, for a very long time. His name is uh, Mason. And oh, Lord. King he, Aries himself. King Aries, the Mason Brunch, all the things. Um, <sighs> but there was a uh, a uh, conversation. So Mason was great for the show because Mason is very um, open, but he's also very steadfast mm. in his opinions. And he has a very good way at articulating his opinions. So I'll just, I'll just play the clip. It's fun. All right. <laughs> But I, I'm not rigid. Like I'm not. Oh, a, I'm not a sexual. prude. Okay, got it. I'm not a prude. I I have prudish ways. Like you, you like what you, you like. certainly won't be spitting that. in my mouth. What? Uh, oh, but there's nothing wrong with that either, Shar. There's not. I'm just Mason. I'm speaking about me. This is okay, th- this sorry. is the Shar show right now, um, and some would argue what? weekly. 
Um, but you certainly wouldn't be mm-hmm. speaking, uh, spitting like in my mouth or doing anything. Like I said, I'm prude. I'm not prude, but I have prude-ish ways. So, uh, yeah. You know my rebuttal to the spit thing, though, right? I know you're what? for it. The saliva? It's we the talked same about this spit that if I kiss you, it's the same exact. But it's the delivery. Yeah, I'd much rather I'd much rather loogie, swap spit with throw. you. Not hawking a loogie. But I'd much rather thing. swap spit with you in a passionate, intimate kiss. Well, what about in a hot choking stroke? Then to, okay, kiss me then. Do not spit in my mouth. No, I'm not going for it. And I probably, I, I never will. I can't even say probably. I never will. If you're doing a hot choking stroke, kiss me. Do not spit in my mouth. I can't. I can't deal with that delivery. I've been through quite enough. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Oh, I was literally cracking up at that whole entire discourse. You know, when you set a clip up like like that, you need to put a trigger warning in front of it because there are people like me. And special guest co-host Nina that one time, we have an aversion to to that act. And I should also mention that we've talked about a whole bunch of growth and evolution since we've been on this Amen. final episode. But ain't nothing. My stance hasn't changed on that. You said the same. I've been through enough. To the same char. <laughs> I've been through enough. Oh, God. What oh, a moment. That was quite fun. Shout out to Mason, one of the dearest people in my life. So. Gosh. That that was that was funny. That was that was good. That was like pure pure kiss and tell. That was peak kiss and oh god, why are we even doing this damn episode? Because you know what, it, it's so funny too. Because when I was listening to the older episodes, I was like, wow, I am definitely not the same person. Oh no, you're not at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, oof, oof, oof. I mean, I I get it, and I think that you know with podcasts because. It is not recorded in front of like a live a live audience, or it's very you know intimate. Yeah, you know, and so you kind of forget that this is going on the internet, and so I was just talking. Yeah, me and too. And I was very <laughs> yeah yeah, and I was just like ooh, um, but I I'm happy for growth. Um, yes, like it's called growth. Yes, I'm doing a hand gesture right now from the um from insecure, and uh yeah I, I'm I'm happy that. The journey was there, and I'm happy that I'm here now and not there. Yeah, I'm honestly <laughs> surprised that even with my own quote-unquote branding, that I was so vocal about different aspects of sex. We talked about a lot of sex on this show, like a lot. Yeah. Our likes and dislikes, like a lot. And yeah. so I'm kind of, sometimes I went back and listened, and I was like, Shar, I know you lie, and like, like you just mentioned, this is out for everyone to hear. Mm-hmm. So. But I think also too, one thing I will say that I I don't regret it because I think a lot of time in a lot of times people, um, that talk like us who mm-hmm. represent what we represent don't talk about those things, and like sex is su- such a very important part of just life. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times with being, you know. LGBTQ, whatever, and then on top of the black, a lot of the sex is shamed. Mm-hmm. And so there's not really a space to have like candid conversation about those things. And, and so, we all brought different perspectives oftentimes. Yeah, absolutely. Whether we had and honest. Whether we had a guest co host or whether it was you, me, and Kendall for that one year, we all brought different perspectives yep. and different viewpoints and nuances to the conversation. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, switching gears, my next moment, which I thought was so funny, um, Jace was a teacher during this episode. What? It's called The Rent is Still Due with Tracy Toms. And, well, I'll let you give us the vocab word of the day. Take a listen. Okay. Nico does have a big, detailed, live and in living color headshot of Big Sean tattooed on her body. You and said elbow one episode, and I killed me. Was it her elbow? No, it's not her forearm, but you said elbow. Same difference. <laughs> it probably It's probably close to her elbow from what I saw. I, think it I can't remember it. It's her weenus. But uh, what is a weenus? Your elbow skin, you know that? I've never that, heard that term. Really? Is this weenus? Yeah, it's called a weenus. Why is it Your called elbow a weenus? It's called a weenus. I don't know. I've never, that's some West Coast. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard people call things a weenus, but not the elbow skin. What have Bird. you? What have you heard Bird referred to as Chicago. a weenus? Then I'm sure you can put it together. <laughs> a wheezy penis. Don't get that checked out. Wheezy penis. <laughs> First of all, who wants to deal? What is a wheezy? You know what? I'm not going to even ask. Yeah, get it checked out. It. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. I actually learned that from an old job I had, and someone grabbed my elbow. And I have I had literally never heard that term. And I also want to take this time out to shout out our guests, whether they were peers and friends of ours or stars of Hollywood. Everybody was a good damn sport on this Absolutely. show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I had never heard that term. And mm-hmm. so I was going back like we both were doing, like kind of skimming through episodes. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. I got to include this this moment. And also, shout out to Tracy. Shout out to Tracy. How's she Tracy. doing? You know, well, we've talked on Instagram. But yeah. I used to go over her house all the time. But yeah. I, I have not Pre-pandemic. physically seen her since March of 2020, since everything. I think the oh, last yeah. time I was at her house was January 2020. Kid you not. Wow. So, I mean, but we've talked. Everything's mm-hmm. good in the hood. Tell She's still hello. working. Amen. I definitely will. Amen. Well, things are getting back to normal. Thank God. Hashtag weenus. <laughs> Hashtag weenus. I cannot. I um, And you know, from aside from like we like I mentioned, we talked a lot of sex on this show. We talked everything from sex to relationships to scandals, friendships, like friendships. Yeah. We covered it all. And as I was listening back, I came across an episode from October of 2017, and this was right as the Me Too movement first kicked off. And oh, we wow. didn't know much about it. I guess I was on a social media break as a result of it. Mm. It was a little overwhelming during this it, time. Y- yeah. <laughs> it was before yeah. Wendy Williams passed out in the Statue of Liberty. Um, it was weeks before that happened for, that for Halloween. That yeah, that was October 2017. Wow. I'm telling you, I was skimming through these episodes, but take a listen to kind of how we intro talking about it okay. and where we are today. I wanted to, I also wanted to start this episode off just by personally telling you all how much I have still been active on uh, social media, but I've also tried to avoid it these past few days. Well, it's always a mess, but okay, I'll just say it. That damn hashtag me too hashtag is too much for me because I, I, I don't know if Kendall was a part of the show when we shared our experiences, Jace, but it's everybody's story. I really love that everybody's participating 
and 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 this conversation is heightened and and awareness is being brought to this topic but it's it's a lot of triggers in it for me mm-hmm. and it's like it's like one of those things where i don't want to read to protect my own mm-hmm. mental safe right, space stability. but it's like once you start reading those first few words you got to finish the story mm-hmm. so uh yeah shout out to everybody that has participated and been courageous enough and I felt wow. the I felt the need to to pull that clip just to show that we talked about a whole bunch of different things we on did. this platform and Honest and it it had a range and uh, for me it, I know in that clip I said you know once you start reading those first few words you gotta finish it that's me that's the news girl speaking in me because no one has to finish anything when they start reading mm-hmm. it especially if it's you know ruffling your feathers but I think it's so important given where we are the fact that stories are still coming out Chris Noth Mr. Big from Sex in the City yeah. just in December and I don't know if you've watched uh, We Need to Talk About Cosby the four part documentary it was at, I've at Sundance I've seen clips but I have not watched the whole thing it's streaming on Showtime I watched okay. it and then there's another one about Hugh Hefner on A&E so I think that content, of course, content is being made, but this conversation has not gone anywhere and there's still um, people coming forward, which should be noted. It's it's very important. Mm-hmm. And I it, I don't know why I just put up of all topics for me to, to, to highlight, to show our range. But what well, I think is also important because we kind of talk about our initial reaction to what's happening. Yeah. And you see it. You hear it in real time. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, you know umpteenth years ago and you know it it's interesting because i i i understand people not wanting to dive into that trauma or yeah. revisit that trauma through other people's stories i totally get it mm-hmm. and that doesn't take away from the storyteller's purpose or movement no it doesn't diminish um, it, it doesn't in diminish any way. It at all yeah. and, and I, I also want to say this too because um in that clip you mentioned, you know, sharing personal stories, there was a point where people were like, I, I've never, people who do share their stories, it's not their responsibility. Mm-hmm. They do it because they want to, or they yeah. do it because they feel they need to. That's their personal business. Mm-hmm. There is no, if you have been a, a, a victim or you have had a circumstance of sexual assault or rape, it's not your responsibility to be on the front line to fight the fight. No. Deal with yourself. And this also ties back into what we talked about at the very top of this show with what you and I both worked on. I I contributed just on a minor level, but the Ed Buck documentary. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It it, it all ties into the same things to show that we're still having a lot of these same conversations and putting tangible action behind seeking justice. And that just shows privilege in society because whether it be, you know, the women speaking out about Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby or, you know, people speaking out about Ed Buck, there's a privilege with people who do these things and they do them because they can mm-hmm. because society's not going to hold them accountable. And so you have to take a look at, be- look at that as well. And so that's why I would say, like, no matter where you are in that, you know, social and total poll, like, you have a voice, whether it be in the workroom or it be with you speaking up and telling your story about an assault and mm-hmm. so just, you know, and that's, that's your right. If you want to speak about it, speak about it. If you don't, that's not your responsibility to, to do that as well. Mm-hmm. So that's all I have to say about that. Well, what a segment. Mm. <laughs> just, just to change direction, we had so many other moments that we didn't include. I mean, if there you. There were so many polls. I mean, it was, it, it, it's five years of content. 
And if you were there, you were there. Thank you very much. Mm, and it's still there. We included some of our favorites, like my quick burst story, everybody. Th- th- that's quite legendary, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not retelling that. If you were there, Hashtag you were there. violence. <laughs> <laughs> if you knew what I was up against. Ooh. And I mean, just some of the funny stories from our guests, and yeah, those were some of our personal highlights. Yeah, no, it, it was again. There's, there's so many, um, and so thank you for walking me down memory lane and vice versa. Because, like I said, we didn't plan. We did our pre-production separately. Yeah. So these are all fresh to the table. Mumbo jumbo, right? They're not even in any particular order. It's just right. like you go, I go, you go, I go. Yeah, and it and it's so good, and it's it's great memories, and it's great to see the growth as well. God, I'm cringing the entire time during this damn episode. I was literally like, oh God, I said what? <laughs> yeah, there was a, full disclosure. Mm-hmm. There were things that I came across, and I was like, oh my God, that would be so funny, ha 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 ha. And then I was like, sure, I'm not, I'm not including that. Yeah, same. It's there, same. and it's there. And mm-hmm. if people find, like, for the dick challenge was as far as I'd go. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, you know, that was one of the more extremes. Mm-hmm. That was one of the more extremes. So, yeah. but I felt like that was, you know, given the time. I've also had fun, fun guests as well. Oh, gosh. You know what? Before we even get into our next segment, we had, I mean, when I think about our guests, like, one of my favorite eye-opening episodes where I felt like our show really started to take a turn with content was when Melanie Hunter came. Yes. Melanie Hunter is one of my favorite episodes to this day because Melanie came on our show and bared her soul and was extremely transparent. Yeah. And I don't think she was expecting to as well. No. Yeah. It happened. And you know, we had everyone from Daryl Stevens. We had, uh, uh, Tracy Tom's Twinkie Bird. June's Diary. Monique Monique Samuels. Samuels Samuels from Potomac Mm -hmm. Housewives when she was on there. And then a lot of our peers. We had Denver, Michelet, and Gia separately. Both Ryans. Ryan Sides and Ryan Mitchell. Mitchell. Mm -hmm. TT and Pierre, of course. Travel and Jarrett. Formerly known as Foxy Hot Mess. Yeah, we had, you know, shout out to everyone's transparency. And thank you. For showing up. Thank you for trudging all the way up to Glendale, (laughs) where we used to record. Yeah, thank you so much, because it it was a journey, and I hope you guys all had fun on the show. Yeah, it was good. So do you want to get into, I think, do you have one lesson or multiple? Because I plucked one that at the time. You picked one? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I picked one at the time that I felt best served me at the time that I still carry with me okay. uh, today. So do you want to go first or you want me you to go, go first? first? Okay. Well, just setting this up, we had a comedian by the name of Samson McCormick okay. on our show. And it was right when he had freshly, he had just finished opening up for Monique. This was at the height of Monique on social media every week saying, Hey, my sweet babies. So we had him on and he talked about that, but he also talked about pay discrepancies And I think what really registered for me at the time is I wasn't even freelancing, but I was still kind of doing like my own individual projects. But even with that, it's the wild, wild west. So much like I imagine stand up comedy to be, 
a lot of that is with other industries as well. Mm-hmm. If you're coming to me to write an article, for example, and my rate is, I don't know, $850, you can say, okay, we're going to go in a different direction and find someone. They won't be me, though, but find someone to do it for 250 maybe or 450 mm-hmm. So it's the wild, wild west. There's really no camaraderie amongst pay rates. And so I love what Samson, he learned a very hard lesson. Mm. And this is part of what he had to say. Take a listen. But, when also, I saw it, but I was... also, did you feel worthy? Because my thing would have been, I imagine if I would have seen what RuPaul and Chaz were making, I would have been like, okay, damn, that's a lot. But I'm also not at that level yet. No, because I also saw, like, they just had a spreadsheet of, like, payouts. Okay. So I saw other people who'd come in, including maybe, you know, they had a D-Lo who is a trans comic come in. Do you know Flame, like, by the way? I lo- a really good friend of mine. Okay. Flame is going to be I saw my... Flame on Comic View. Yeah, When yeah, I was yeah. little, and I remember thinking, wow. Like, there, <laughs> she's a trans woman, a black trans no, the, woman. Yeah, there's the loco, there's Flame. There aren't that many trans comics, but Flame yeah. is legendary. Um, and we're working on a project now together, too. Sickening. But, but uh, continue uh-huh. your story. I, I'm sorry, guys, that I keep interrupting. So, yeah, him. it was I'm like just... just a little spreadsheet, and, you know, people were 15. The lowest I saw in there was $1,500. So then I go down and I see 200 and I'm like, what? Embarrassing. And I, so I remember the And names. to know that you could have at least gotten a thousand yeah. at the very least. And I Googled some of these people and these were people who had, I had 10 years on them. Wow. And things like that. And so now what that taught me to do is when somebody called, well, I have a manager that answers the call Something now. Something that I need. Come on, manager. Yeah. But now what you do is if you don't know, you say, okay, well, who else have you hired there before? You know, who'd you have last year? Uh, you know, who was the entertainer or whatever? And then you write that down and you research those people, research the places that they play and things uh-huh. that they've done. And then you can kind of like measure them. Or if you know there. them. You know, yeah, if you know them. The Call world, them up. The, Yo, how much? The world <laughs> is so small now. Yeah. Wow. So what I think is interesting about that clip, what I should note is that he asked for $200 and then ended up seeing, because he was on the bill with top-notch talent ended up seeing that people were getting paid fifteen hundred dollars yeah and speaking of changes i mean i know that was a lesson that we were we we're talking about lessons but thinking of, speaking of changes to think i was once upon a time a flame a flame monroe fan <laughs> but i think that uh, that also that was in context to like her visibility on a comic view this is before she re-emerged because of course now i think she's so detrimental and so harmful and i really uh hmm. <sighs> I think she's setting us back. That is what I'll say. That's the cleanest thing I can say on record. But she is very frustrating. Her personal politic is extremely frustrating. And Mm. I say personal because, unfortunately, when you're a part of a marginalized group and you get a microphone, um, if you do not continuously emphasize that this is your individual walk, then that is what will be branded. And because she's, like, stood by Chappelle. Like, I fundamentally disagree with quite literally everything Flame Monroe says. Okay. So uh, I think that's interesting now. But that's not what this clip was about. It was about how to kind of leverage off that pay. And so I took – I took some of Samson's tips with me, and I still carry some of them with me because Amen. can you imagine that sting of asking for two hundred dollars? And you, and and a, a lot of us are conditioned, or it were, you know, conditioned to lowball ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of even circling back to what we were talking about earlier when it comes to like speaking up, like know your rate, know your worth, and then attacks. Yeah, and we're kind of in a environment on a corporate level where like they need us to 
they need us, but almost at like an arm's length. It's, it's very bizarre. I mean, my whole constant, like, my whole thing with diversity and inclusion is a little. Well, also, we can't take away that there's an atmosphere that's created that, yes, even if they may need us, they have no, we're disposable to them. Exactly. Like, there's only room for two of us type thing, mm-hmm. which then turns us against one another. So right. it's one of or those things. Or if you don't things. say what, you, what they want you to say, then they'll oh. find someone else that will, oh, who not, will do it for a lower rate. Now you spicy. Yeah. And so I think that's that's <laughs> kind of where we are. I mean, like, look, I was all, Kiss and Tell has provided me a platform to be completely transparent and honest. Yeah. And that that's coming from personal experiences and opinions. And yeah, I th- I think that a lot of people I I'm, I'm surrounded by brilliant people and including yourself and there's no reason why that brilliance is not reciprocated monetarily with the progression of careers. I mean, I have people who are me who are fashion designers, you know, just brilliant individuals and there, there's so much patriarchy and white supremacy like I so hate that word, but it's true. And I think oh, that's very true. And I think that people, once they know their worth and know their yeah. history, then they'll stand up a lot louder than they are. And I, I'm, I'm going to say, I don't say louder in the fact of like aggression, but just like knowing their worth and where the, who, who they are in the room. Yeah. That's all I have to say. So, yeah, know your worth in attacks. Um, so, that's a great lesson. And I will definitely carry that home with me as well. Um, my lesson is not about money, um, but <laughs> can you stop highlighting my Capricorn? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about checks earlier. Checks I'm early. talking about what I li- listen. I you need money to 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 do a lot of different the things in this is world. Do I want to have fun? You need money to have fun yeah. in a lot of instances, Amen. okay? But I feel like I'm fulfilling every damn zodiac stereotype. Since we've been going through this. You are, but it's fine. That's just who you are, and, that, and that's fine, too. Um, so my lesson was actually about energy, and that comes from Ooh. an episode with uh, Bruna. And, um, Love Bruna. You know, it, it, the, mo- the clip I was sharing my piece, but that actually came from her book, uh, Let That Shit Go. Which I have on my bookshelf. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she talks a lot of, in that book about, you know, just relationships, family, um, you know, specifically with, like, her father. And just, like, being able to move forward in a healthy way and taking responsibility for your emotions, taking responsibility for your actions, mm-hmm. um, and all the things. And I think that um, that conversation with that episode really spoke to me. So I'll play the clip now. After this rock, put all my energy into it, and I chucked it. Nice. And how would you feel after? I felt good. I kind of went back to some bullshit when I got back, but <laughs> right. I had to remember. We all I had to have let our that shit go. We yeah. all have our short yes, <laughs> let <laughs> that shit go. It, it was a process. So it took me about like two weeks, but you know, I felt like I kept going back to, even though in that moment, I did not um, necessarily let all my energy into the ocean. Yeah. I kept reflecting on that moment and how I felt in that moment. And that kind of helped me guide to kind of move forward and press forward in the right direction. Yeah, so it, mine's less about money, like I said earlier. Um, but it was more about energy. And I think was that... Was that a shot? A cheap shot you just threw at me It wasn't again? a cheap shot. <laughs> it was the facts. Um, F-A-X. But uh, I think that me, I've always... I've had... Okay, well... Thinking of Capricorn um, tendencies, you call me half for Capricorn. I've been very like calculated, and I had to like learn 
in my later years, like I said, when I turned 30, I stopped counting. And you just kind of have to live your life and you have control, but like at the same time, you don't. And so you have to kind of make the most out of everything. And if things don't serve you in your life, let them go. Like literally let that shit go. Mm-hmm. And I I have enabled people. I've enabled situations. I've enabled all types of things in my life that have not served me because the longevity of them being there, the comfort, the familiarity. And I knew that growing into the next phase of who I am today, I literally had to, you know, let things go. And so I was listening to that clip and I was, I remember that moment being in Bermuda and taking my energy and putting it in that rock and chucking it into the ocean. And, uh, I think that her book was brilliant. And I think that a lot of us, uh, especially marginalized people hold on to trauma that don't even have to do with us. It's generational from our parents, from our grandparents, and it's up to us to really kind of break those. Uh, Which sucks. It, it does suck, but that's, that's just what it is. And, yeah. there's, and there's no escaping that. You can either continue on to do mm-hmm. learn behavior or you can change it. Mm-hmm. And so I think this that's one brilliant thing about our generation is that, like, we're recognizing those things. Like, I've never seen some people talk about therapy on Twitter in my life. That's because people are leaving the church in record numbers. True. Um, but I don't even think you have to like leave the church to like go to therapy. There's no, no I don't I'm, think it's don't either. You, or. you don't have to, but I'm saying this is what statistics show. Yeah. Like a lot of black millennials and Gen Zers are leaving the church. The yeah. church is full of boomers right now mm-hmm. and, and we're peppered throughout it. Um, the black yeah. church in particular, I'm only speaking about black people. Like yeah. this, this and we've, and we've leaned on like conversation about spirituality versus religion and yeah. like how people, you know, of our people or generation is talking about spirituality versus, you know, that hardcore Bible thumping, you know, rigid, rigid religion you know, life. And, you know, I think that we have done a good job at opening each other's eyes and being open to things about like, Hey, you can have, you can find peace. And that doesn't mean the peace that your parents told you what peace is. I should mention before we go on, shout out to Bruna, because she also is a Capricorn. She is. Why you want to be funny. January She's the day 1st. before and me. And so am I. <laughs> so am I. I mean, I'm a half. But I, I, talk, I talked about this on one of my episodes of Sundays with Shar because I think that the sentiment is nice and that you are absolutely correct, but I wish more people were transparent about how challenging overcoming mm-hmm. some of these, these things are. It's not as simple as just unlearning generational curses or breaking, you know, harmful patterns like that shit is hard work and takes an incredible amount of grace and patience with yourself in order to get to the other side. And it's oftentimes not something that you could do uh, at a three week, three week retreat in Arizona. Some of this stuff takes years. And I feel like a lot of people do not, it's romanticized almost, but people don't talk about the blood, sweat and tears that goes into the work of doing this stuff. Absolutely. But I think one thing you said right now is grace, you know, yeah. and that is grace in the learning process as well. You know, give and it looks different grace. for everyone. Mm-hmm. What might work for me might not work for you. I'm a big proponent of journaling. Some people can't focus to journal. Some people love yoga. I'm not a fan of yoga. Meditation, so hiking. It's, a, it's about literally finding some people love the gym. I don't love the gym, but I go. Um, but I think it's it's literally about finding what works for you if you want to live a healthy, well-rounded life, while also acknowledging that, like I said, I don't think a lot of people are loud enough with how challenging 
some of this stuff is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and then to your point too, like I think that one thing that we're good at is like there's no one way to do something. Yeah. You know, and so find your way. And trauma is at varying levels. Yeah, and if you slip up or if you have a moment, you know, take a deep breath and, you know, address it, give yourself grace mm-hmm. and keep it going. Yep. Amen. So what's next? What's on the agenda? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I think, are we about to close out? Is it about that time already? We've well, been here for an hour and we six have, minutes. We have two more. Well, it, it's going to be longer than this because we're inserting the, we got to oh, lock yes. down the clips. <laughs> so this episode is going way longer than what we thought it would Whatever. be. Whatever. Y'all here. It's been two years. Yeah. Y'all just, you'll y'all be fine. Relax. You'll be fine. So Jace, our What's next, that? we have two more, qu- two quick talking points and then it is over forever. <gasps> <laughs> you know, just, just to just insert, I, apologize for what not to you to the listeners oh we really dropped off the face of the planet we did well we were burnt out we were very burnt. we got stood up what was it two three times yeah there was like again we shared very minimal stories about the behind the scenes but there was just a lot going on behind the scenes and and i want to say this too there was never any beef between char and i because there are there's rumors no, we've gotten on each other's nerves. We've been snippy. But it's we've like been, a brother sister getting on each other's nerves. We've been snippy this episode. Like, uh, but there, there's never been any beef. Also, yeah. you know what? The, I, I'm just going to go on record and say the two times that, because I just mentioned us getting stood up, uh, Jackie Christie and Lunell. Lord Did anyone mercy. else stand us up? I'm not saying anything. I mean, it's all love. It's no heat, it's no judgment, love. no shade. But remember Jackie, we were in studio waiting for her. She was on a plane to Sacramento. And was like, my bad. She miscalculated. After like weeks and then uh, the Lunell thing, that was like a month. Remember dealing with her publicist? And it was her publicist's idea. Love that woman to death. But it was, I mean, if you work in and around this industry, you know things like this, unfortunately, are typical. Mm-hmm. Because we are not e-news. So it was just a blessing to even lock this down. I locked uh, both of them down. I locked Jackie down because of Basketball Wives. And yeah. I used to work on that show. And Lunell, she and I had a conversation on a red carpet. And her publicist was there and, and roped her in. And I should mention, really quick, funny story. The red carpet was going by. And I said, like, I had the, the microphone, mm-hmm. and I'm flagging her publicist. I said, I would like to interview Lunell. And her publicist walks up and whips out her phone and says, okay, what's your contact? And from, I'm talking about <laughs> right now on the carpet. She said, I'm on the clock. She's so, like, okay. so because she did that, why not seize the moment? I'm like, yeah, I have a podcast. My email is doot, 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 doot. Mm-hmm. And that's how that came to be. I never for, It was never a formal invitation. I was trying to interview her on the carpet, which I did. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it didn't register with the publicist at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, what's your contact, girl? And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yes, here yeah. we go. Well, I mean, trust me, I, I've missed all the Zoom calls sometimes during this pandemic. And, you know, again, like we said, grace. <laughs> yes, always grace. So, Jace, uh, we both are, I know you said you're not counting, but uh, we both mutually agreed to discuss this mm-hmm. only because we discussed, you know, how we weren't fearful of 30 and things like that. So, within the next six years, where do you see yourself? Six years from now, we both will be 40, by the way. Um, <laughs> actually, not even whew. I mean, I think that 30 this far has, sorry, my 30s this far has really flown by and just really blessed me tremendously. 
and like again listen to these old episodes i can see the growth in myself oh God. and the way that i see the world around me the mm-hmm. way i see my friends around me the way i see relationships around me mm-hmm. um and so um i just i just want to continue to grow and be a what career wise um family wise um all the things and so that's 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 where i see myself and i will continue to do that every day Mm -hmm. 40 and beyond i know that's right yeah i honestly don't know where i see myself at 40 Mm -hmm. i thought about this and i'm like i don't i honestly do not know i can only pray that i am happy and i am healthy all my bells and whistles are still chiming and i also for vanity's sake still want to look good Drink your water. I'm I, your business. Well, I do, and I and I take my supplements too. I'm looking at J Lo skin and Gabrielle Union. Great. I know some of the girls have help, but some of the girls are a bit more natural than the others. So I'm just, you know, I um I also want hopefully by 40 to just be in a different mindset. You know, I've experienced heartbreak, disappointment, much like a lot of us, and just like I just I want I think I'm collecting tools for my toolbox for better, healthier coping mechanisms and so i'm proud Mm. of that and i'm glad that i have friends around me that will note like char you're handling this better than you would have you know two years ago or whatever and you are so that it's affirmative and so doing the internal and the personal work means a lot to me it means just as much to me as going off and being an award-winning journalist and being on you all's tvs and over your airwaves the personal work means because none of that matters if i don't have my stuff together None of it matters. And that's coming from a person who says that, you know, work is first. Well, yeah, because I've said on record that work is all I have. Yeah. But, but what you just said is you also have yourself. Yes. I'm I'm saying I've come into that. Yeah. That's great. I've come into that. When I was, the way that I viewed life, like you just mentioned, the way that I viewed life at 27, 28, 29 is not how I view life now. Mm -hmm. Because life has been lifing. Okay. (laughs) For everybody. I mean, we went through a whole pandemic, like globally. Pandemic aside, life has been (laughs) lifing. Okay. And all that comes with that. uh, Yeah. I will, I will say to, um, I, regardless of mental health and energy and other things i could definitely say i'm paying more attention to myself physically with you know eating habits um meal prepping mm-hmm. um well, you we're, know. At a, we're at a pivotal moment now yeah and you never ate like trash but i feel like uh, it, don't me don't say never when i was 21 i was well i didn't i didn't know you Taco then. Bell. Mm-hmm. i've known you i didn't know you at 21 i'm just saying like Scarfing down Taco Bell, you, your body going to have a different reaction today than it would have 15 Absolutely. years ago. So that's what I'm saying. Absolutely, yeah. And so I, I think that taking my health is definitely, I will say, a difference, an, an additional difference in the way that I choose to navigate until 40. Because I want to be God, young, why do we include youthful. this question? Because it's going to happen. And if it doesn't, that's okay, too. I thought we weren't counting. Ugh. <laughs> okay, we're rounding it out. All right, time for the kiss and tell kudos. This is the toughest one. Okay. That I still don't really have an answer for. The next question is, who was your favorite guest on the Cat Radio? Who? I don't know if I have just one. Well, you have to pick one. Just um, one. Give him a shout out. This is the 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 2022 uh, version of the KT Kudos. My favorite guest. God, this is hard. Within the history of the show, 
it's like I mentioned earlier, we had friends, peers, and colleagues, and we also had Hollywood folk. Damn it, this is a lot. Should I go? No, I'll say, okay, I think that my favorite guest on the show, Travell's episode was so good. She's scrolling right now through the hundred and <laughs> something hundreds of because episodes. much much like in the ways in which Jim and Nika really informed our audience and us about the complexities of polyamory. Yep. Travell was really good with the complexities that sometimes come with being non-binary. Mm-hmm. So I really loved that one. Um, but I'm gonna say Tracy Twinkie Bird. Okay. Yes. My favorite episode. Infamous That's a uh, casting director in Black Hollywood. Yes. She did Being Mary Jane and a few other things. I met her because of Being Mary Jane. So I, I'd say Tracy Twinkie Bird. I really uh, enjoyed that episode. Damn, this was hard. No one take offense. No one. T- uh, we had so Y'all many great guests. Y'all were all gifts. great. Y'all were all I, great. I said gifts. So many great guests. And by the way, did you know that? So I told you, I think mentioned earlier that uh, Mason and Ryan were kind of like neck and neck for the most listened to episode uh-huh. guests. Guess who beat them out? Who? Um, top model. Jocelyn or Isis? Jocelyn. Really? Yes. By the thousands, too. Jocelyn was our most listened to episode? Most listened to. Not episode. Well, actually, you know, yes, episode. Wow. That's one of I'll our last yes. ones, too. Mm-hmm. Remember how timid she was about doing hot topics? And yes. I was like, girl, just get in there. <laughs> you pushed her into And Trace Lissette was, too. She was a little timid about the hot topics, too. Yeah, but we had, I mean, everybody was great in yeah. a great sport. The thing about Cassantel is that we kind of like throw you in there. Yeah, there you, was really no prep. It's, like it's, if, it's double Dutch, and like you, you we hang. should we should mention we had rundowns every week. But when guests would be like, "What are we talking about?" We would only give them a few of our the interview questions because we want authentic reactions. But the format of our show, for those of you who might, this might be your first episode, the format of our show was we do like a newsworthy mm-hmm. segment, and then we Jace and I would each bring a question regarding any type of relationship or sex to the table, then we'd end off with like an interview or a game or something. Mm-hmm. So that was the format of our, of our show. And so people in fairness, you, you get called in and you got me barking at you, asking <laughs> you to comment <laughs> on Kylie Jenner's pregnancy announcement, <laughs> you know? So there were some people that were like, wait a minute, bitch. I wasn't hold ready. On, hold I on. I thought we were talking about my work. I'm like, no, no, no. This is a very kitchen table talk on the couch type of conversation. But that's what set us apart. Yeah, Because absolutely. a lot of shows that, that have that format, they don't include the guest in in, mm-hmm. in the hot topic. So it's fun when you're listening and it's like, oh, I never gave thought to what Daryl Stevens thought about Beyonce's latest album. Mm-hmm. And you can listen to Kiss and Tell and get the answer, for example. Yeah. So that that's one thing that set us apart. Box. Yeah. All um, right. Drum roll. Wait, hold on. My favorite guest. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's why I said that's drum, the roll. drum roll. Why is it my own drum roll, not yours? Um, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite guest I will have to. Say, ooh, this was this was the tough one, um, because there were so many, and I want to say multiple, but this one, but this. No, you can't say multiple because uh, you didn't let me say multiple. Okay. So uh, bite your tongue and throw it out there. I will have to say, Jade. Okay. Well, Jade was on twice. I know. So that's what I'm saying here. Okay. See what there is. There is a couple people. I will. Well, for the sake, Mason, as well. That was a very fun. And for me, Ryan sides. Yeah, and Ryan side. I I think that it was fun 
watching you and Mason's discourse in <laughs> real time because it was funny. And okay. I and like I said earlier, like Mason's very intentional with his words, and he's very uh, savvy, and he but he's also open to other people's opinions. So we also that have was, Kyle Price on Asante, yeah. mm-hmm. Mikey Passante. Yep. Oh my goodness, uh, Pierre! Pierre did a solo episode. He did. Mark Nick Worldwide. Yes, oh, that was a funny episode. He was talking <laughs> about. Oh my gosh, Aaron in the Raw. <laughs> gosh, I, okay, I see Jade. We had Kevion, the Love Jays, and shout out to OHT, the official Harris Twins. Yes. I think we were their first interview, like their first yeah, real. Yeah, 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 real yeah. Remember and how nervous they were? Now. Yeah, they were so thriving. nervous. Oh my gosh, that was so cute. We had Alexandra Gray, mm-hmm. who had never seen The Lion King. That's the one thing that stands out <laughs> in my mind about. Them. I think when she was on, it was just announced. It wasn't the cast that was out, but it was announced <laughs> that they were doing a live action remake. Yes. And her ass is sitting up there saying she never even saw the original. <laughs> I don't know a child in the in the country that's our peer who has not seen The Lion King. I was floored by that. All floored. The Mason never saw Mean Girls. Okay, well, Kendall hasn't either. Oh, true. So true. It's, it's one of those things. So, um, Oh, we had Archie, Carlisha. Carlisha was a good episode, too. That was too. a good episode. People really liked Carlisha's mm-hmm. episode, and remember all of the hoops we had to jump through yes. that day. It was like we're in a basement. We at were one in a point, weight room, but, yeah. <laughs> and then we at first we were in a, in a little room recording, and then security came and was like, "We shutting this room down." So then we went to the weight room. Yes, and we were down by the elliptical <laughs> with recording equipment and finishing up the episode. <laughs> Ooh, oh my y'all gosh. do not know the obstacles we went through <laughs> to get this show to y'all every Friday at the top of the morning for five effing years. We were and, jumping through hoops. And I can think back to like I'd be at Buna Murray working on like, you know, the show or whatever, and then literally having a separate window up working on Kiss and Tell. Yeah. I was driving from Orange County on the 5 remember, freeway. Do you remember when we were for tapped? For two and a half hours. There was a Dallas radio personality. Remember we were tapped? Yes. And how chaotic that was. <laughs> and it didn't even end up happening. Like, they asked us. We were scr- like, ooh, that was such a oh mess. Especially with who we were working with at the time. Like, I'm placing calls. Like, yeah. okay, why isn't anyone ready? Yeah. And was... that was a last-minute interview. God, it's all coming back to me now. I think my body is having PTSD pop up. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> for all of y'all who have your own thing going on, keep it going until <laughs> it served this course. Because I will say, we, we definitely showed up for this show, and we showed up for y'all, and... We showed it for each other, and it was difficult at times, and y'all never saw that. And but we had a lot of fun. But we, oh, my God, so much fun. We had a lot of fun. I, like, was crying at one point listening to the old episodes because, you know, it's, it, it, it also gave us an outlet, or at least for me, um, to, you know, say things. I was doing a lot of panel discussions and mm-hmm. had to be very proper, but I think it's until radio, between the guests and the conversations that we had, you know, it was – just all hands on deck, you know, talk about whatever you want to say, what you want to say. And like, it's honest. We ha- I know I certainly had thoughts and perspectives challenged. Yeah. I learned new things and I just, you know, this is like, I, like we've been saying, this is the final episode and I just wanted to oh take this time to <laughs> thank you all. Any and everyone who has ever tuned in to an episode of this sloppy show, <laughs> this messy show, Thank you all. Anybody who ever subscribed, downloaded over the years, it's been quite a journey literally growing up with y'all. 
We've had some hits. We've had some misses and even some casting shakeups. Mm. Okay. Um, and through it all, y'all just stood beside us. And I'm just both Jace and I, I think I can speak for us both when yeah. I say just how eternally grateful we are for that. And as we enter new phases and new chapters of our lives, it's so comforting and nice to know that our KT Radio family will continue to be along for the ride. Yes. Hashtag KHE eh, Radio. And no tears. No tears. And thank <laughs> you guys again so much. Thank you, Shar, for being the woman that you are, being the professional that you are, being the friend that you are. Because I would have not wanted to do any of this. Ooh, I'm getting emotional now. Hold on. Oh bring God, it back. Bring don't it back. Do bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. I'm getting misty, y'all. No, Full transparency. I am too. Just don't do it. Please. But I can't even you. look at you right now. <laughs> thank you for being oh a my friend. God. <laughs> Thank you for riding with me this whole entire time. I really appreciate it. Um, and we really did that. Like, we did. We did that. <laughs> <laughs> this is not how this is supposed Without to end. Without a question. And so I thank you, and I applaud you, and I bow to you, because you are amazing. You're a beautiful person. And just thank you. And thank you. I mean, this this, this was your, your brainchild, so thank you for even tapping me. It feels weird. I know that we were, we've been joking for the past two years now, like y'all ain't getting no final episode, but this just felt right. Yeah. And then to release it the week of Valentine's Day, um, we have had so many, I feel like I'm talking in circles. We've had our moments. Yeah. And I just want to thank you for being you because we had one of the most unique shows ever. Yeah. And no one could ever take that away from us. Your randomness, my barking. <laughs> I love Ooh. you to the moon and back, Baron. Um, I love you too. I love you too. And thank you. And it's funny too because <laughs> you said the randomness. I was going through the tweets. People were like, Jace don't know what's going on on his own show. <laughs> <laughs> God. That oh. added, I'll say in hindsight, that added to the magic. It sure did. In real time, I might have had steam coming from my ears, but that added to the magic because it's so. Jace. It's so me. I'm yeah. just here. I'm just here to smile and talk my stuff. So, mm -hmm. but thank you. Thank you guys all. And this is our love letter to you. Um, episodes are out there forever until the internet breaks, I guess. Oh, God. Um, don't judge us from what we said Left seven years me. ago. But, you know, if you want to be entertained, go ahead. And for the final time. For the final time. I'm signing off. We're signing off. I love us for real. Oh. Bye, y'all. Bye. Hit the bell. Oh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>